be considered marriage material because usually we're jumping from one to the other. So he does get the bunk now, even though it's um, <laughs> okay, Matt, so much not what I intended. Let it go, let it go, can't hold back anymore. Let it go, let it go, turn away and slam the door. Welcome to the Three Amigos FBL podcast. We're recording this on Tuesday the 11th of September and thank you very much for joining us tonight. I'm your host, the Immarble Curse, and I'm joined as always by my amigo Mars and my amiga Kylie. Kylie, um, how did game week four go for you and how are you dealing with the international break? How was the um, bottle of wine actually? <laughs> I, I knew someone was going to mention that. For the record, I did not have multiple bottles of wine. I had a, a glass or, or two um, for a special occasion. <coughs> Sorry. They're them, Marzi, they're them glasses, you know, the ones that are the size of pint glasses, you know, the them kind of ones. That's the kind you of glasses. The, the one yeah. that yeah. you and I use for decoration, the one you and I use for decoration, you know, yeah. because it's just too much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah 27 litres. Um, I've survived the experience and I am back. Um yeah, in terms of game week four, gosh, it feels so long ago now. These international breaks, while I've actually enjoyed the break this time, it always feels a little bit strange getting back into it. I couldn't remember anything about what happened with my team. Um, but I ended up on 58 points and I'm around 250K overall, which usually that's sort of thereabouts where I'll, I'd sort of start. Um, so that's quite good. Last year, actually, I was I was about 800k at, at one point, so pretty happy with that. Um, most of my team did quite well. The the letdown really was Mkhitaryan, obviously, but I was really happy for his one point because I had nothing coming from the bench. Um, moves that I had made, like Mora and Mane the week before, delivered. And the most exciting thing was Patricio giving me seven points. That was really nice. And my first clean sheet there, it felt like a hallelujah situation. And the fact that I sold Bernardo Silva. So my streak in terms of success with Pep Roulette continues. I got rid of Bernardo just as he was benched. So I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I was uh, very happy you didn't curse Mane on um, when you when you eventually went for him and uh, that he he still returned. It actually turned out. I to be, told you. Yeah, you did. Um, it turned out to be a good weekend actually for the for the budget keepers because Hennessy from Palace. I've had a bit of problems as you as you'll know with uh, with my goalkeepers this season. <laughs> Choices. Yeah, um, Hennessy though coming in with the the penalty save points was uh, was very very nice. So uh, I was I was delighted with that. But uh, Marzi, how did Game Week Four go for you? Um, how many points? Yeah, are we it was talking? good. Did you beat Kylie, what? or are you the same points as Kylie as usual? Same, probably. 50, Fifty-four. Ooh. Fifty-four points. So third. So what? Mm. Wild card. I was happy with it. I'm happy with my team. Uh, Has that did the business? Obviously, the the dream back back three. Let's ignore biscuit. Allow him a, a week off. Um, yeah, Aguero didn't do too much, but apart from that, yeah, it was okay. I mean, I brought in Theo, like 
most people, well, whatever, they got injured. Oh, well, it happens. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with the setup of my team. Um, I needed to work hard. I, I, I ended up changing nine players. And for me, that was sufficient to have a work hard. But for me, I, you know, I, I had enough of not Alonso, uh, Mendy and Robertson. I was just bleeding too much there. And bringing Hazard as well. That was for Mane, uh, which equaled itself a lot, to be honest. But I think I wanted um, the Chelsea cover with Hazard as well. Yeah, so where, what about rank now are you overall, Marzi? Where are you standing at after four weeks, which is a long way into the season, Mars? I mean, you'd want to start panicking by now. Look, look, it's okay. Just just tell us what rank you are. I know that's what you want to do. It's fine. Yeah, come on. Well, do you want to I hear it? Oh, I wasn't even going to say it, Mars. I... <laughs> uh, yeah, right. wasn't going to slip it in anyway. No. Uh-huh, sure, sure. No, yeah. no, just 60, mm-hmm. 60 points in game week four. 24k overall sitting pretty I've never and heard just... that before 24k 24k mm. I, I think this is the first time I've heard you mention it is or maybe it? the 24,000 yeah, no, time I've heard you mention Mars, it Mars I don't like bragging <laughs> I don't like bragging I don't like making my friends feel bad so um, so we'll move swiftly along but actually uh... no there is one thing I want to brag about um, just briefly because it just occurred to me when Mars mentioned that he brought in Theo because obviously Mars and I always have the same opinion, which is notable. But I do believe there was a question asked last time around Theo or Lucas Mora. And I was controversial in disagreeing with Mars and saying Lucas Mora. And I just feel vindicated. I just want to put it out there that um, I was right. Well in, Kylie. Well oh. in. We have to take our victories when we can get them. No, listen, Kylie, Sorry, I Mars. think... You know what he's going to say, though. He's going to, well, listen, I'm happy with my decision. And uh, his team could come up with 20 No, points. it's a shit decision, but hey. <laughs> 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 you, you, you live and learn. Don't trust Everton. Don't trust Theo. Yeah. Mostly don't trust Theo is the main Yeah, yeah I, was, I was delighted. I brought in Pedro. So um, Pedro yeah, turned out. Okay. Yeah. Gosh, right. yeah. Talk about, you know what? I, I'll give it to you, Don. When, luck is, when you're lucky, you're lucky. I mean, fair play. You get you bring in Pedro. He doesn't play. He comes on and scores. Yeah. And then you have a keeper who concedes, concedes, um, uh, and he still says a penalty. Fair play. You need luck. There's Listen a bit whatever of, people say. There's, you need there's luck. A bit of a, I'm getting a bit of a smell in the room tonight. It's um, it smells like uh, uh, sour grapes. Um, not at all. I, not at all. I, I've uh, always said you need luck. You need luck to be successful, and that's that's very lucky. That's uh, what that's 13 points that you probably wouldn't have had. Yeah, yeah. So no. play, you need luck, man. No, you do, you do. Yeah, you're right, Mars. And you know what? Um, you know what? I heard a great man once said. He said, "Um, it's amazing. The better I get, the luckier I get." So that's that's the way I answer your. Who your... said that? It was. I think it was me, actually, Kylie. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're now officially at the point where the ego is so large you're quoting yourself. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll get t-shirts done up. Maybe offer them out to the fans. I'm surprised you got them already. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's going to be uh, so much more fun when we beat you at the end and just remember this and laugh at you. It's going to be look, hilarious. Just look forward to it, Marzi. Uh, I can't so, wait. So tell us, tell us, Mars, um, as always, we um, we like to give you the microphone for like two minutes before the buzzer comes in and I have to edit it. But um, what's your rant for, uh, for the game week? Oh, well, first of all, let's start with a happy thing. How amazing was that French team celebration and Kante's little face, that smiley little face. 
honestly, if you have a problem with that, then you just, there's issues in life in general. It was brilliant. I thought it was great. The team, the friendship, the fans, the celebration, fair play, well done to them. Why not? Now, the other one is, uh, yeah, well, let, let's say it like this. The Twitter police are out in force tonight. Not a tweet goes out without dissection. The FBL biggies are howling like this swirling storm inside. Couldn't stop them. Heaven knows I've tried. Don't let them in. Don't let them see your XA or XG. Be the good player you always have to be. Conceal, don't feel, don't let them know. Well, now they know. Let it go. Let it go. Can't hold back anymore. Let it go. Let it go. Turn away and slam the door. I don't care what they're going to say. Let the storm rage on. The stats never bothered me anyway. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> it's so musical, Mars. Well, listen, listen. I, I said it on the tweet, and actually that tweet banged, and, I, and I'm glad it did. Everybody plays their own game. That's fine by me. If you like XA, XG, X-ray, whatever you do, it's fine. <laughs> Everybody plays their own way. But what I don't have, what I'm not fine with is people coming out and calling people idiots for not following this or not following that. We're all, we're all different players. And if we all play the same, same game, what's the point? So no, I'm not going to stand for it. And if I see people calling people idiots, I'll call them out for it. Everybody has their own game. Exactly. That's what I did too. I, I saw, um, I saw that and we won't even give him airtime and mention his name, but, um, there's been things that have been irritating me seeing in the community recently where people, like I said, acting like, for want of a better word, dickheads. And um, it is a game where we're supposed to be having fun and uh, name-calling people because of a decision of the way they're managing their team. is uh, It doesn't come more ridiculous than that. But, um, yeah, have to have to agree and uh, enjoy that song, Marzi. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. Even though we could have done with, uh, we could have done with Hannah tuning in there with a little bit, but I know you're on the road, so we... She yeah, she would have loved it. Touch. She would have loved it. Yeah. She would have sang it better than me. <laughs> yeah. So the big topic of the week is without doubt Salah hold or sell. Um, a lot of people, of course, are on wild cards. Um, with the international break, it's a nice time to be tinkering and keeping yourself busy. Um, but the Salah, Salah, of course, has hasn't failed to return except in the fa- last game week, but. And he's done very, very well. But at 13 million, a lot of people are looking at that money and wondering if they couldn't perhaps maximize their points a little bit better without him in the team. Um, with the likes of Hazard, Aubameyang or Lacazette, perhaps with their fixtures, wanting to get them in. Salah is looking like um, some people are looking to sacrifice him. At approximately 50% ownership, it's without a doubt it's a risk. Um, but it's one perhaps worth taking for those wildcarding. What do you think, Kylie? Yeah, I look, I think that always a, a case to be made for anything. I certainly think that part of it comes down to the fact that, you know, they do have this tricky fixture run. There's a lot of people out there who have both Salah and Mane. This coincides with um, Chelsea having really nice fixtures and Hazard obviously looking on great form at the moment. Um, for me personally, I'm not wildcarding just yet, and I don't, as much as I would like the idea of Hazard in my team, it's it doesn't really work in terms of what I would want to do because I wouldn't want to restructure enough myself to 
sell him and, and get the gain. I think that there is a case if you are wildcarding, for instance, where you have factored in a plan to be able to get him back in, um, you know, in, in say two moves or something, and you, you want to make the most out of Hazard at the moment and maybe Aubameyang or whoever it is that, that you're looking to have in, but you'll largely be happy with the structure of your team now with the wild card without Salah and then in a few weeks with him back in because there's nothing to suggest that he's going to slow down at all. I mean, he had three weeks with consistent points delivered and that was not him even performing to his standard. He had one quiet week. We were spoiled last year, of course. But, um, you know, I, I think as a short-term solution, if you know how you want to juggle it, you could you could do very well because they do have tricky fixtures and, and maybe if you're one of those people with three Liverpool players, there's there's a case for it. But I would always be keeping an eye on him because one really strong week or a, an unexpected burst from him in a difficult or seemingly difficult game could cause trouble. I actually sold Salah this week for Hazard. Realistically, looking at the fixtures, I find it hard to see him outscoring Hazard for the next three or four game weeks. Um, and also it allowed me to upgrade my forward line. I'm going to keep my uh, who I actually brought in as part of uh, as part of that move. But I think, as you said, I think if you can see a move to get him back in a few game weeks, because I think Salah is somebody I'm definitely going to get back in in two, three, four game weeks. Yeah. Um, and in two in two moves, I can get him back. But for me, I can see a definite um a definite bonus. I can think I'll get more points with the combination I'll have between Salah and a cheaper forward and having Hazard and then going and getting a better forward in his place. Um, the, I think it, I think it will work out for a few weeks. It is without a doubt a risk. There is a key point here, I think, which makes the Salas with Chiru viable this year in a way that it wasn't last year. And that's the, the pricing. While we know he's very expensive, he's 13 million. But last year, when people were looking to sell him because of situations like this, um, he, it was a value issue. So mm. even though technically he was cheaper, people had so much invested and you just lost so much value by selling him and then rebuying him back. So you couldn't do it. Yeah, you'd know you're going to buy him back too at a more expensive cost because his price price yeah. is increasing so much, whereas we can't really see many increases at 13 million. No. He's already owned by so many. It's, and not, um, not with those fixtures, yeah. yeah. So I think it's set from a, a, a price point piece which was always a huge deterrent last year for doing that mm. i think you know it's fine in that regard i think there's definitely a case where you know as a short term and uh Marzi, that's that is the point really i mean a lot of people are losing their shit to do with salah people selling them and they're thinking no you're crazy for doing it but the reality is is we can always buy them back it's not that we're getting divorced from well that's them. the thing that's that's the thing. Uh, you have to make sure that you can't buy him back because at his um, no matter how many people are selling, he's still uh, I think now the second highest on player after Aguero from what I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he bangs you'll be in trouble if you can't bring him back in. And I think uh, as you guys said, make sure you're two two moves away uh, from bringing him back in uh, because you know as a Liverpool fan, uh, I'm hoping you know as Carly mentioned, he he did return in three out of four weeks. Uh, we can allow him a week off without really being 100%. Uh, 
Um, he seems to be happier. He just played for his country and scored two goals and missed two penalties and two assists, I think, or something like that. Um, so, you know, as a Liverpool fan, I want him to come and bang in those um, coming weeks because we've got some big games. Is he, risk, is he a rotation risk? Could be because of the Champions League. However, I think, I think he will start and come off versus uh, be rested, in my opinion. Whereas there are other players in, in other clubs that could easily be rotated without affecting the team, e.g. City uh, or even, um, you know, um, Spurs. Yeah. Right? So you just need to be careful, really. There's no right or wrong answer. I completely agree with you, by the way. Um, I, I see some people going mental on Twitter. Oh, you have to sell him or you, you don't have to sell him. Well, not really. Just play your own game. And let's see. Now, as you sold him, I've already got Hazard and I've got Salah, so I'm hoping they both bang. And then... Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, winner, winner, chicken dinner. So you just got your eye on me all the time, Marzi. I'm very flattered, I have to say. I'm very, very impressed with myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you should be. You're 24K and I'm 404K. So, of course, I need to have my eye on you and above. <laughs> and he just, Kylie, he had to show in the and above. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Always has to slot that in there. Love you, Mersey. <laughs> Love you, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> folks, it's time, actually. We'll give the listener update for the Listener League, the Three Amigos FBL Classic. And, Mersey, I do believe you're actually closing entries to this um, before the uh, before this game week kicks off. Um, that was the warning. But at uh, top of the table at the moment is the Nearly Man, Jura Newman's team. Um, he's on 307 points, so um, an excellent start to the season for Jura. Uh, behind him in second place is Clifton Celtic. That's John Hawkins' team, and they're just two points behind. And then in third spot is Dom Superstars. That's John, Dominic Jervis. Um, or Jarvis. don't know how you pronounce that. Is it Jervis or Jarvis? Uh, Marzi, you'll be able to tell me better. We won't ask Kylie. Considering Jarvis. Jarvis, is it? Jarvis. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you ask me? No, because one thing, Kylie, is um, you know the way Australians pronounce Tim Cahill's name? It's... Cahill. Cahill is um is the correct pronunciation, so since, Yeah, but uh, he says Cahill, so that's why we say Cahill. He can say whatever he wants. Who on earth yeah, says Cahill? No, no, sorry. Uh, I'm gonna defend Kylie here. Who says Cahill? Uh, probably only you. It's, it's no, 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 it's not. No, it's right. <laughs> it's an entire it's an entire nation, Mersey. Cahill is an Irish yeah. name and that's the way it's said over here. But he, he's not Irish. He's he's Australian. And in Australia they say it differently. <laughs> yeah well done Dominic anyway you're in third spot on 302 so um, like I said get in your entries before this game week next up on tonight's show we're going to have our Bonk Marion Stock game so um, guys of course on this one we'll uh, we'll go through some players who the talk, are the talk of the community There some some are being sold in droves some of them are being bought in droves um, and others are just being kind of a bit of a topic to do with um, their fixtures so um, first of all, Marzi, I want to come to you first on um, the goalkeeper situation. Um, and I know a lot of people are talking about whether or not to stick with their premium assets, whether it's Allison or Ederson or even De Gea versus the cheaper goalkeepers. Um, it's particularly, of course, relevant for those on wildcard because none of us do like spending our free transfer on a goalkeeper. Um, but uh, where are you standing on this? Well, at the moment, I've got Ederson. And uh, I plan to stay with him for a little bit. However, I do, uh, once I'm kind of like settled with the City, I might want to um, triple up on, on City attacking-wise. 
So it's a, you know, I could uh, downgrade him. However, I've just also seen that he's expecting a baby this week. So we need to monitor this because um, if he doesn't play and I have a keeper that doesn't play, my, sub, my second keeper doesn't play. So something we need to, to check. Uh, for me now, it's, um, um, it's, it's married um, until further notice. I might divorce him later. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what about Alison? Because um, I know a lot of people have had him in. He's like on, I think he's the third or fourth kind of highest scoring goalkeeper so far. Um, he's come in with really nice returns on average each game week. But with the Liverpool fixtures toughening up, and in particular, I mean, we fancy the Liverpool attack probably against anybody, but the Liverpool defence um, with their fixtures coming up, is Alisson someone that people maybe should move off? Well, listen, you have a premium keeper for a reason. We know overall in a season the, premium, the big teams will keep more clean sheets than anybody else. That's a fact. And stats will suggest the same. But like you said, you know, with, with Liverpool's run of fixtures, it might be a, a good idea now to either switch to, for example, another defender uh, who could get assists like Robertson or TAA. Um, or just, you know, there is nothing wrong with downgrading to a keeper now. So Patricio seems to be finding his feet now. Wolves are, are kind of like settling in a little bit better. Uh, you've got uh, people like Fabianski, um, Hart, uh, now that um, Bernie are out of Europe. So I think monitor the situation. I wouldn't wait personally. I don't. I wouldn't waste a transfer on a keeper right now, just coming out of the international uh, break when you might have other injuries somewhere else. Um, a keeper is one of those. I always see whatever I get from a keeper as a bonus. So when I, when Edison got me an assist, it was like whoa, you know, that's like a hat trick for my uh, striker. Um, don't waste a transfer. But if you have a week where you've got a full team and is strong, or you have two moves lined up and you need some money, then down, down, downgrade the keeper. Um, Kylie, move on to Mitrovic. Now, he's definitely the um, the talk of the FPL community so far this season because he his stats look brilliant. I saw um, I saw when I was doing my research for the show earlier on, I saw that um, who scored have him rated with absolutely no um, weaknesses, which is kind of funny. When you look at players, they generally have strengths like in the air, good through balls and stuff, whereas... Um, Mitrovic actually has no weaknesses listed, um, but he and a lot of people then are moving him in and for the for maybe Zaha who is yellow flagged, for maybe Wilson or King if they're thinking that the Bournemouth attack isn't going to be quite so good without Ryan Fraser who possibly might be injured. But um, what's your thinking on Mitrovic? Is he a Bonkamari or stock um, for you right now? I think right now he's uh, a bonk. Um we need to see how he goes, uh, you know, in terms of consistency to be classified as as a marry candidate. And so rarely would a player who's in that sub six, uh, sub seven range in terms of strikers be considered marriage material because usually we're jumping from one to the other. So he does get the bonk now, even though it's um, <laughs> okay, not so much not what I intended. Um, Especially because he's a mildly terrifying um, person. Um, and you can't marry him anyway because he, there's no way he's a long-term option. He's going to get a red card at some point. But, um, yeah, I, I think 
even though they have a tricky fixture with City, I could still see him scoring there. I think he's full of confidence. We know that his last foray into the Premier League wasn't that great, but he, he's definitely doing well now and he's really key to that attack and they're firing. So I think it's one of those situations where if you're in a position where you can jump on him and make the most of it, absolutely do. He may turn out to be this absolute machine this year and we're always guilty of being sceptical about cheaper players and their ability to perform consistently. We've seen that in previous seasons with King and with Mares. So maybe he does that and then that would be great. But I need to see some something worthy of a long-term commitment before I make a long-term commitment myself. Marzi baby. Next player we want to discuss is Lucas Moura. Um, he is definitely the, um, the, the big transfer in for this game week. He's 260,000 so far transfers in. But, um, with Son looking like he's definitely on fire away playing for South Korea. Um, and I know it'll be probably a couple of weeks before he's hitting the ground running in a Spurs shirt. But are people transferring him in? Is that really a bonk move or is is he a marry for the rest of the season? Do you think he's definitely just um, a bit of a flash in the pan and that we'll be just having to get used to rotation when Son is back? I don't think he's a marry. I don't think he's a marry. I think at the moment he's doing really well. Um, but, you know, it, it, this could work also short term because... Um, he might carry on playing and be rested for the champ, you know, and, and they can rest their, some of their players for the Champions League. Right, they've got a tough run coming up. Um, so, but uh, the son need easing in. The guys is like a Duracell bunny; he never stops running. Uh, but I do think that Spurs need to rest some of their uh, big players for the Champions League, and I can see them would rather rest people like Kane, Ali, and Eriksson versus. Um, uh, Lucas Moura in some of the fixtures that they've got coming up. I mean, after Liverpool and West Ham away, um, they've got um, so Man City, not the easiest of fixtures. Uh, then Wolves, right? So this this all comes in between the Champions League. So I can see rotation at Spurs more than any, uh, uh, just as much as City. By the way, we we seem to forget about that. Maybe Kane is one of the only players that does not get rotated much by Spurs only because they don't have another striker that is, that is as good or at the same level. But Kane looks shattered and I can see Pochettino having to rest him. Now maybe Son that has come back. Could we see Son and Mora? I don't, I don't know, maybe. Uh, but certainly um, for me, Mora moving forward could be... Uh, it, it's not a merry. If you have him, you, you keep him. If you don't, you stalk because watch out for the Champions League and see who's being rested or not. Good stuff. Um, the opposite side of the coin, Mars, and I'll stick with you on this one, is Mkhitaryan. He has looked very good the first three game weeks, but last game week he was rested and he came on for the dreaded one-minute cameo. <laughs> yeah, is now as a Mickey owner myself, what's your thoughts on him? Is uh, is he someone that if you do have him, should you be concerned? Or do you think that this is just something you just have to get used to with a 7 mil midfielder? Which is my oh, problem, Mickey, you know. you're so fun, you're so fun. I want to make you, you more my oh, mind. Mickey. Oh, Mickey, no, I just <laughs> want to make you more mind. Um, <laughs> uh, it's an interesting one. I think he's an so. I, I was thinking about bringing him in, but then him being rested for an away game really put me off. They've got some nice fixtures coming up. I still think Emery doesn't know his best team yet. When Lacazette and Aubameyang play together, 
will will he drop Mickey? Because I can't. For me, Ramsey is a must start in that team. Um, so is it between Ozil and, and Mickey then? It's it's one that if you have him, I would keep him because he's now fresh. So he most likely play next game. Also, they've got the Europa. That's where you stalk if you don't have Arsenal players. We need to see what Emery does. Is he really going to go for the Europa, try and win it because he loves winning it? Or is he going to rest his players and just play the second team? Because that will be a huge indicator of who to buy and who not to buy from, from Arsenal. He rests his players. Gosh, we should be going in and buying some Arsenal players like Ramsey, Boomerang. Uh, let's see if Lacazette plays more. Um, I have a feeling Lacazette is the player you bought, by the way, Don. You know, your secret is that. But let's see if I'm right or wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think you could be right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's really important. Them and Chelsea, I'm going to be watching like a hawk to see what they do with the Europa. I have a feeling Arsenal, both both teams would, would focus on the league rather than... Look, Emery would love to win Europa again, and it could be his way into the Champions League. That's why I want to watch. But, you know, Arsenal need to get to do well back in the league again. They haven't done well in the last two seasons. And they need to, to get back in the top four. Now, Chelsea, it's an interesting one. This is their chance again when, other, when the big teams that they're competing with are you know, focusing on both and having to juggle both. They can put their second team out for the Europa. They're still, still a good team and do well in the league. So for me, both sets of players I'll be watching very closely. So for now, if you have Mickey, you keep him. I think he'll play next game. If you don't, you stalk and see what happens with the Europa. I've got that song on my head now, Mars, and Me it's too. going to be wrecking my head. And it's su- it's sung in a Mars voice as well. Yeah, so it's mine. I... <laughs> and it's not the original version. No, no, it's the definite remix. Um, Kylie, we'll move on to Pereira now. Watford have looked fantastic, and we're we're actually there's there's a decent bunch of Watford fans on the in the FPL community, so I'm very happy to see them up there near the top of the table. But um, Pereira has looked like the star man for them. Um, he's had 171,000 new owners this game week. But are them are them owners are they more looking for a bonk? Are they looking to marry him? Or should they potentially just be kind of stalking and seeing if this kind of start of the season is is more will look at like a, a blip in the hindsight. You know what? If you asked me um, a, a week, if you asked me before the Spurs match, I would have said just pop him on the stalk list. Though he has tempted me quite a lot as well. He is such a nice price, and he has looked really good. I think he has three goals. Is it? Um, and and Watford just seem to be quite fearless at the moment. Um, and I know they have United next and then they have one fixture, I think, then they play Fulham and then it's Arsenal. And, I mean, you know, Cardiff scored two goals against Arsenal, so, you know, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about that one. So that that's really just leaving in terms of the, the next fixture run uh, because they do have some nice ones after after that Arsenal match. That just leaves United. They're home to United. I think they'll be feeling confident uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that they'll win, but I think that they very well could score in that match. So 
Where I would have said stalk before on Pereira, I think I'm probably inclined to say go for it. I, I wouldn't classify him as a marry because we still don't know enough. Again, he is new, and while he's come out with a bang, you know, Watford last season, obviously it was under Silva at the time, but they started really strongly and, and then they just tapered away and they, they do seem to taper away in the latter part of the season. So whether they can keep that that fire going, I guess, will be something that's really interesting. So I think if you're that way inclined, you could absolutely justify going for him. And I'd, so I'd put him as a, as a bonk for now, but with a view that he has the the kind of credentials that that could turn into a marry in terms of those sort of cheaper midfield options. And I wouldn't be certainly based on current form for Watford as a team and in terms of his performance, I wouldn't be overly concerned about the two seemingly difficult fixtures that are coming up. Next up, Marzi, we'll look at the defenders. Um, Our man Robertson has been on fire to start the season, but there is actually a decent bit of chatter about people potentially looking to move him out for the likes of Trippier due to fixtures um, and maybe even rotation. Um, but um, Robertson, he's like, I, for me, I think he could well be a married colleague for the season. But um, I want to hear your verdict on Robbo. Um, and also to add to him, I want you to talk on Halabas, who's had 230,000 transfers in. And of course, Trent Alexander-Arnold, who he is underperformed as kind of the budget Robert Robertson. Roberto son I was going to call him but um, what's your thoughts on those Marzi give me your verdicts I'm just depressed you managed to say Trent's name right to be honest like I think this is the first time you've got it right it's about yeah. 20, 20 takes <laughs> um, 20, 20, 22 but who's counting Marzi <laughs> <laughs> so for me um, Roberto son yeah listen if you have him you keep him I can see why people are trying to move to move him off but if, if we're thinking uh, clean sheets are premium and you're looking at attacking fullbacks, there's no better. Well, he's one of the best at the moment. Now, this talk of rotation. Now, you tell me who's more rotation risk, uh, Robertson or Trippier? Because I think Trippier is more rotation risk uh, than Robertson. Because Moreno's not as good as Oria, even though I don't think Oria is, is, is anywhere near as good as Trippier. But Pochettino has always rotated his fullbacks. Klopp, hardly ever. So I think Robertson will start most of our games. So that's why I think I'm keeping. Now, obviously, sometimes it's going to happen one day. You're going to have a rotation. You need a bench that plays. I wouldn't spend too much money on the bench, but just in case. Now, as for Trent, see, I think he's more at risk just because he's young and sometimes Klopp will want to protect him. You've got Klein, who's quite experienced. He could easily come in against Southampton, for example, to give give, uh, Trent a rest. Also, Fabinho just played at right back for Brazil, so he could also slot in. So I think Trent is more at risk. And there's other players for me around the five million. Uh, maybe Luke Shaw when he's back from from his injury, hopefully quicker than uh, you know, qu- quickly as possible. And he's not not too bad. I just read that he's out for for this week, but hopefully nothing serious. Or people like you know, you go down a little bit and you go to Holibas, the other player that you mentioned. Trent could be a risk. Now Holibas, I mean. If you ignore the yellow cards, what a player to have. He's on set pieces. He loves it. He loves this, uh, uh, a cross. He loves a, a set, uh, and he loves a goal. 
So again, quite cheap. So why not? Uh, I think uh, if you have Holly Bass, you keep him. Watford seem to be on a good run. Uh, they've just beaten Spurs, for goodness sake. So, well, you know, let, let's see. I mean, this run will stop at some stage, you would think, unless they have a season like if Switch didn't finish third or something like that. But, um, yeah, I, I like the look of Holly Bass at the moment. I don't have him because I have premium def- defender, three premium defenders and two cheapies. But if I was to change the structure, he would be one player that I'll bring in. Even, even Lord, shall we mention them even um, Leicester, perhaps? Um, I know Watford Yeah, I don't want to go that be, far. Uh, I can't imagine. Would, would some, I don't think there's anything worse than Troy Deeney lifting the Premiership. <laughs> I, don't, I, can't, I can't imagine anything worse. I, it'd be worth it for that for me. I'd love to see it for that. <laughs> it'd nearly be worth Liverpool not winning at Mars. No, 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 no. But what about Akaka? Uh, yeah, they should bring back Okaka to lift the, tri- lift the trophy with Troy. And then you'd be very happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, folks, let's move on to our Game Week 5 preview. Um, so, uh, Kylie, you're going to kick us off with, uh, for us, of course, the game of the, game of the, uh, of the game week. And that's Spurs versus Liverpool. So, um, it's obviously an awful lot of attacking talent, a fair amount of full back talent as well. Um, but, um, what's your, uh, what's your thinking on this one? How do you see it going from an FBL point of view and who's going to be your star man for it? I think it's, I think it's a tough one to call, um, because, it, ultimately, these are two teams that have been on form. If we sort of, I guess we can't fully disregard uh, Spurs against Watford because that was uh, definitely a disappointing performance for them. Liverpool, although they didn't keep a clean sheet in their last match, they did still win. And so they, uh, they're on a perfect run, so to speak, so far. And so it's difficult. I think that there's there's um, goals for for both. There should be goals for both. Um, it's hard to argue with the firepower that Liverpool have at the moment, and we have a few more questions around the Spurs lineup. There's also a question mark over Ali, uh, some knock or nickel that he picked up during the international break. I think I read that he's supposed to be fine. Um, yep. I, I'm putting Salah down as the, the main man here because he, uh, he's been sold by 180,000 managers in the, in, since last game week. So I, I would assume that a, a good percentage of those are wild cards. But I think we know that Salah has the ability to stun and punish people. So it's very possible that he will do that. He's only had one game week with not delivering. Or it could be Love Bug Mane. But I think that uh, I I can more readily see Liverpool uh, as my star man uh, here than Spurs. Uh, but I do think Spurs will score and I think Spurs are capable of coming out and being brilliant. But it just depends on what Spurs outfit we we see really, but I think regardless, if you have any assets here, you play them. I mean, if you've got Robertson in your team, right, he's there for a reason. Last week he got an assist, he didn't keep a clean sheet and he still gave five points. So the man can't stop delivering points to you. And the same goes for any of your attacking players on either side. Don't be the person who hates themselves because they benched someone that is a premium player and they shouldn't have. 
Yeah, exactly. I think uh, the premium defenders never never want to never want to bench them because um, they they bring up the attacking points and uh, we can't bank on clean sheets in any match. Um, Marzi, move on to Bournemouth versus Leicester. So um, one thing I noticed was Ryan Fraser apparently has um, is is an injury doubt for for this coming game week, and he might even just be confirmed out. Um, and he's been a real shining light for um, for Bournemouth so far this season. But um, how do you see this one going? And uh, you give us your star man for the for the game week. I see an open game. I think both teams will attack. Um, Leicester love Leicester love to go on the counter. Um, my star man will be Madison in this game. I think uh, Bournemouth's defence. I just don't trust it to be honest. Uh, with Vardy back as well, you know he could the assist the movement. I was really impressed with Madison away at. At Old Trafford, I was really impressed with him against Liverpool at home. So I'm expecting a lot from him. I'm monitoring him for my Theo replacement. Um, but if you have your, you know, I will play Wilson. Uh, obviously, Fraser's injured. You need to monitor that. Um, uh, play King if you still have him. Uh, if, uh, a lot of people are talking about bringing Vardy in, and I can see why. He's fresh. He's just had um, three games off. No international. Uh, why not? We all know that he scores. Uh, he doesn't do braces, does he? He just scores consistently. So could, I think I'm expecting an open game, uh, score draw uh, with lots of goals. And Kylie, next up is Chelsea versus Cardiff. Um, I, of course, uh, Pedro and Hazard and uh, Golanzo are uh, are in my own team. But um, tell me, what's the, who do you think is going to be the star man in this one? And do you see an easy Chelsea win? Yeah, I. Well, I, I never know about easy, but I certainly see a Chelsea win. I, I think there's a, a good chance of a clean sheet. I don't think that we should read too much into Cardiff scoring last week. And they, you know, they need to, to obviously need to score goals, but I think Chelsea are a stronger proposition than Arsenal. And that trifecta at the moment of Alonso, Hazard and Pedro are looking really strong. They've all been bought in by more than 200,000 managers this week, so they're in the top six transfers in. Again, probably a lot of wild cards. I think Starman, it's hard to decide between Alonso and Hazard because they're both on fantastic form, but just given the fact that they're playing Cardiff and the blistering consistency of Alonso at the moment, I'm going to go with him. I mean, the guy scored five assists already. That's just crazy when you think about how much we would expect from a similarly priced midfielder. And we always make that debate with him, but there we go. So I think Chelsea win, Alonso or Hazard, really. I don't think you can go wrong. Play them. Play them, 100%. Uh, Marzi, Huddersfield versus Palace. Um, Zaha, of course, is the one people are talking about with his uh, with his injury, but now looking like he is actually going to be okay for game week five. But uh, tell us, how do you see this one going? And uh, give us your star, man. It looks like it, doesn't it? It looks like he's going to play. So I could go simple and say, you know, star man is Zaha. And I do think it really affects Palace when he plays how they play. I do think it's going to be an open game. Now, if, if this... If this goes on as we expect it to go on paper, this is an easy Palace win with potentially a clean sheet. However, I see Huddersfield upsetting a few people and actually winning at home. Maybe Palace could be getting a little bit too confident for themselves, potentially. I don't know. Mounier loves, uh, loves to come up with a brace once in a while, so maybe he will come in and surprise people. So, Starman, you could easily go with Zaha, but I'm going to go with Mounier. Um, but anyway, if you have any of the Palace... Uh, um, players you play them 
including Biscuit, unless you have three premium defenders and better players somewhere else. But if you play with four defenders, you play Biscuit. Um, as for your Huddersfield um, assets, if you have them, uh, you need to check why you do. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, it'll actually be funny because there will be, you know, we mentioned earlier on about um, not playing our uh, premium defenders or people benching them. There will be some that will definitely go biscuits, I'd say, over, um, say, Robertson or, uh, you know, uh, uh, it probably will come back to bite them. But um, we never. Mm. Uh, Kylie, move on to Man City versus Fulham. Um, So Fulham have been excellent, of course, at the start of the season. But um, do you think the Man City attack and Mr. Mendy at the back will be uh, will be too much for them? Mm, I mean, this is an interesting one. Look, we know that Aguero does bits at home. You know, we know that Mendy does bits. Period. So these, the, it's always exciting when when we're seeing them play and playing at home. But in terms of this one, I don't know. I feel like Fulham could sort of stun City a little bit. I'm not saying that I think that they will beat them. You know, we have seen City drop some points um, to to the Wolves. City should be too strong at home, but they haven't been scoring as many goals in some of their matches as, as we would have hoped. So I don't know. I think both sides will score here. I think City should win. Aguero will hopefully get a brace and we'll all be delighted. Um Bernardo owners should be a bit concerned because he was dropped uh, in the most recent match. And then I believe that he played for Portugal and came off at 45 minutes or something to that effect during the international break. So just something to monitor. Another thing that's interesting, I mean, we were talking about Mitrovic and, and obviously his form. So my question is, will the curse of the most transferred in player hit? Because that would be him right now. He's well over 300,000 transfers in. We saw what happened the week before with Walcott and then before that with Richarlison. So it'll be interesting. He's He's been a very popular pick. But, no, I think both teams will score, but City should win. I um, I predict the Sane riot. Come back, a new father, rested mm. and uh, goes mental. But he can't play because of hair envy. We already know this. Yeah. Let's see. Mersey, what are you talking about? A new baby rested. Them two things don't go in the same (laughs) sense. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But uh, Mersey, let's move on to Newcastle versus Arsenal. So um, uh, as you did rumble, my pick is Lacazette. um, I Mm -hmm. did pick up Lacazette for Zaha, actually. It was Um, obvious. (laughs) <laughs> it was it was fairly obvious, right? But um, what's your thinking on this? Newcastle look a little bit of a shambles. Um, they they look like uh, they're playing for Benitez, but they're but they're undermanned. And, they do, um, what, they do. do but Benitez is playing against the Spanish um, manager. Emery is Spanish, right? <laughs> just just came to me. Is he Spanish? Yeah. Yeah, 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 he is, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I thought so. I knew that. I was just tricking. I'm just making sure that you're listening to me because I know you've gone off sometimes. You're, yeah. you're from e- you're from Egypt, aren't you, Mars? Uh, yeah, Lebanon, Lebanon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, listen. On paper, again, you think Arsenal should go and win because of what's happening at Newcastle. However, I can see Newcastle frustrating Arsenal, and that's why I think they need Arsenal need to if they go with two up front and your man plays. 
I can see them doing well, especially with Ramsey coming in um, with his runs into the box. Uh, I think I think he'll be essential. Who would be my star man? I'm gonna go with Ramsey. Uh, he was my pick in, in our article, and I just think I just love the guy when he's on form, and he always seems to make these late runs into the box and loves loves to have a shot on goal, uh, loves a goal. So if he plays, um, I think I, I can see him uh, doing well and be the key to break the Newcastle stubbornness. Uh, now, if you have obviously, if you have any of your Arsenal assets, you play them in this game. Uh, if you have Ozil or Mickey, I think Mickey will start. Ozil is is, is a funny one. I've, I'm hearing rumours again. I'm see, I haven't seen anything, but I've heard rumours from people around Arsenal saying that he again he's ill, quote unquote, or, or sorry, quote ill, unquote, uh, etc. So watch out. To be honest, I wouldn't spend the money on Ozil. I would rather go with Ramsey or or somebody else. Spend it on the forwards. Um, their defenders, yeah. If you have them, you play them because. Newcastle don't have an abundance of goal scorers. So, nice, nice one, Mersey. Um, Kylie, move on to Watford versus Man United. So it's the evening game on the Saturday. Um, how do you see this one going? Lukaku, of course, is someone that we uh, we definitely want to talk a bit on. Um, so he scored a brace um, in the last game week. He's nailed on to start for Man United. He seems pretty much the only nailed on player. So um, what's your thinking on Lukaku? Um, I know his price tag is a bit prohibitive, um, but uh, what what are you thinking on um, where do you rate him in among the forwards? It's tricky to know where I'd rate him. Look, certainly in this match, I would classify him as a a star man kind of pick um based on current form he obviously scored two goals in their last match and he scored over the international break for Belgium as well and he's definitely a confidence player um it, it is tricky in isolation Lukaku merits attention I think even with the United team as they are he still delivered goals and performed quite well last year it's just hard because you've got at a similar starting price, Aubameyang and Aguero. Obviously, Aguero has gone up a reasonable amount now because he's actually on par with Salah for ownership, I think, at the moment. Um, but, you know, these guys all started out at the same same price and they do the other two options do play for more attacking teams and, and this is something that we can't deny. So... Lukaku has largely gone under the radar just because, you know, this concern about whether he was coming back late and then United were looking a bit suspect. There was all sorts of talk with Mourinho and is Pogba staying? Is he going? So much going on there um, that nobody really considered him and so he just kind of burst out. Uh, last week and and surprised everyone. So I think he absolutely is a good pick if you're looking to go for something different. But it it's just it's a difficult one to justify in light of other options. I think in isolation he's really good pick. This is an yeah. interesting match. Um, we know Shaw's out because of these concussion rules. Uh, Watford have a lot of confidence at the moment. I think there should be goals. I mean, we talked about Holabas and Pereira already and what they bring to the table. It, I think it's near impossible to call what this game could turn out like. I think it's really difficult. So if you have players, I would play them because United haven't been solid at the back. 
they just haven't been. And Watford have been strong in in terms of goal scoring. But uh, United will want to win and and so will Watford and Watford will fancy their chances. So I think it could be a really good match, despite it being Mourinho. Yeah, no, it should be a good one. Um, the, uh, the, you know, Manu, I've seen actually an interesting start to do with De Gea um, and I think he's he's the least amount of shots um, basically at him. He's, so he's had the least amount of of actually shots taken on him, and yet he's um, he's his save. Sorry, lads, I fucking I've absolutely butchered that. <laughs> that I wasn't was going to say so ugly. So at least, uh, as in saves, low saves. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I just untie the untie the tongue, and I'll be grand. Mm-hmm. It's all the talk of the the bonking and the marrying earlier on. Kylie has me flustered. Hold <laughs> do it. Thanks, Mill Kylie. Um, move on, Marzi, to Wolves versus Burnley. Um, you're right, man. <laughs> yeah, what, what happened? Just background noise. Yeah, all of a sudden it sounded like you just woke up from from your grave or something. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. Did I? Oh, no. Like a little bell sound as well. I was like to yeah. think of. Who can I describe Burnley as as a country? Because I was going to say like that's Portugal versus someone, but I just couldn't think of a country that I, that would represent Burnley. Anyway, let's go. Well, Dave would have you believe that Burnley is its own country, probably. Anyway, so um, Wolves versus Burnley. How do you see this one going? And uh, of course, give me your star man. So I think uh, this will be a home win. I think Wolves have started to settle after a you know couple of. Difficult uh, few games to start with. Um, I think Torore, for me, will be the star man in this game. I think his pace, his trickery, his directness at the defenders, um, if they use him cleverly. Listen, if you play against Burnley and you start crossing balls in the box, it's not going to get you anywhere. They will pick up anything up in the air. So I think his directness and going to the box and putting the ball on the floor uh, and crosses you know, um, on the ground uh, will, be, will be the key to... to to get the goals against Burnley in this game. Now, I'm interested to watch Burnley and see what they do now they're out of Europe because I think they've struggled big time to juggle the two. Uh, I don't know if it's Europe or if it's the fact that they have heart between the stick and then their defenders just suddenly can't defend. Uh, I do expect Wolves to win, though. And let's see if I'm wrong, but I'll be now... I'm now interested again in Burnley just watching their defenders and see how they do now that they're, they're out of Europe. Good stuff, Mersey. And uh, Kylie Everton versus West Ham. Um, of course, Everton and the Everton star man Richarlison will be playing out his the last game of his suspension. So, um, how do you see this one going? West Ham have struggled a little bit, but uh, do you think they might spring a surprise on Everton? Yeah, I think it's it's possible that we'll see some some first points for uh, for West Ham here because Richarlison is out. Walcott is a strong doubt seemingly um so so there's no guarantee that that he will play either and it, with Richarlison out last time around they they didn't look very you know they didn't look like they had a lot of firepower so I think with the two of them out Sigurdsson's you know I think his underlying stats have been have been quite good but He's just not, uh, he's not delivering the goods for fantasy managers, not since he left Swansea. So 
it's really hard to see where uh, where the action comes in for. Is it the XG or the XA or the X-ray? The X-ray specifically. <laughs> yeah. Um, it yeah. It, I I struggle looking at Everton with uh, with these players being out. Conversely, looking at West Ham, certainly Anatovic. This this is a player who can and has scored against all manner of teams. Everton are no great shakes defensively. So there's an opportunity here. And if Everton's attack is blunted because of missing players, then the West Ham team should be looking at this as their first opportunity to go in and get a win on the board. So while, you know, I look at Arnie and he's doing okay, but... He's sort of, I, I want to see a bit more. That sounds a bit greedy because he's not expensive. But, you know, we see Mitrovic and all of these kind of players doing stuff. But then I look at this fixture and I think I can't really justify moving him on. It's a bit of a luxury move. So for me, it it is going to be Arnie as my star pick because he is the key man at West Ham. I can't see anyone else beyond him that's noteworthy. Uh, we could have... We're always capable of getting all manner of surprise goals, but he is at the centre of so much of what they do. So he's the one for me, and uh, I think that West Ham could could get some points here, yeah. Great stuff. Uh, Marzi, round out the game week with uh, Southampton versus Brighton. It's the Monday night football game. It's a little bit of a strange fixture to have on a Monday night game. but uh, Jesus. But, uh, <laughs> let I'm, I'm sorry, Saints fans and Brighton fans out there, but uh, yeah, it's, it doesn't exactly do anything for me. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, for me. But hey, this is not about us; it's about FPL and lots of I people do have, have things, so. exactly lots of people have FPL assets in this game. Whether it's uh, your Gross, Duffy, uh, Murray, if you you know if you go that way. Or you know Bertrand, yeah. uh, Ings. Nah, so we have they have assets in it, but nobody's going to be looking at a Monday Night Football captain this game week. Shall we put it that way? No, but you know you, you could be surprised now. Okay, so my my star of the game again, I could go easy and say Ings. I think Bertrand. I've, really, I've been really impressed with him, and I think his um, his play on the wing on the wing will be will be crucial for for this game. Um, again, I think Brighton are quite strong in the air and they can stop. Crosses, but you know if you go direct at them and get the balls into Ings' feet, Ings is ridiculous in front of goal. The way he moves his feet um, and the way he finishes is just brilliant. Um, I, I loved him when he was at Burnley. I loved. Uh, I was so happy when he came to Liverpool and and he did the same. It's just he got injured. And you see, he's got his goals that he's scoring for 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 Saints so far are, are the same. He gets the he, he gets the ball, shifts it, shoots, uh, and that's what you want from your striker. And I think Bertrand could be key for, for the assists, or even Cedric, to be honest, from the other side. Um, however, if you, have, if you have any of your assets in this game, you played them, because neither team are going to score big. And this, if, if you have a Brighton defender, unless you can, you can bench them unless they are one of your main defenders, as in you have two other non-players non-playing defenders the way things are going in FPL a lot of us have got premium defenders so your Brighton defender can be dispensed and be sat on the bench um, obviously any of your Southampton assets whether you have Bertrand or Ings most people have probably Ings you play them nice one Mersey 
Um, and that concludes our game week preview. So um, let's move on to the Barlow and Baldwin captain picks. Um, we, of course, probably hinted towards it earlier on in the show. But um, Kylie, I'll come to you first, as I always do, because you're my favourite. Um, give me your Barlow and your Baldwin picks for game week five. I love being the favourite. Okay, um, uh, Barlow is the boring one, yeah? <laughs> I, love, I love the confusion every week. Who's your favourite now? Yeah, who's your favourite now? <laughs> <laughs> so my Barlow pick is Aguero this week. He's at home. I just think it's really hard to look past him at home, even though last time around we only got an assist. So he's the he's the one for me. In terms of a uh, a bald one, I find this one a bit tricky because a lot of my players are sort of playing against each other. But I might be tempted to go for um, Arnautovic and just hope that he has the desire to crush a, a little meh-looking Everton. Yeah. I don't think I would ever actually have the balls yeah. to captain him in that situation, but... He would be my choice based on yeah. my plays. Nice one. And uh, how about yourself, Mars? Give me your Barlow and your Baldwin. Uh, yeah, Barlow would be Aguero. Aguero at home, no international, no international game, nicely rested. Now, of course, there's the Champions League coming and you could see a rotation, but again, I think he will start. Um, Fulham, defensively, probably not the strongest, and I think they're going to try and come at City because you can score against City and with Mitrovic we already discussed that so if they come out at City I think uh, Mendy and Aguero are going to have fun and hopefully we're all having fun with them uh, uh, my Baldwin mm, it's an interesting one actually it, there's no straight forward ones that you know like kind of make sense but I'll go with Wilson against Leicester I already said that game I think it's going to be open Bournemouth at home will always attack and I think Wilson could uh, could bang a couple Good stuff. Thanks, Mersey. Um, my Barlow and Baldwin for the game week would be I'd probably Barlow, as you mentioned, Aguero um, at home. Generally, he bangs. Uh, Fulham doesn't look like the greatest fixture in the world for them, I have to say, because I think Fulham are full of confidence. Um, but maybe that is a bit of a risky thing when they're coming to the Etihad. Maybe maybe it's, um, they'll come with too much confidence and kind of get a little bit of a lesson. Um, but um, if I was feeling a bit riskier, it is the Chelsea boys. So it's um, Hazard or Alonso that I'd be, um, I'd be looking at. And who knows, I may even spring for one of them. I might even go Hazard um, as my captain. But uh, yeah, Hazard, Alonso... Hazard at Cardiff versus mm. Cardiff at home does not count as a risky one. I think that's that. not risky. Sorry, I veto it as well. No, it's I don't care what his percentage ownership is. I don't care how much he trolls people. Try again. One of the best players in the Premiership playing against the new boys that can't score at home is not a risky. Sorry. Oh, if you I go Alonso, Alonso so I'll easy. go. I'll go Alonso. I'll go Alonso. Alonso is risky, at least he's a defender, you know, I'll give you that, you know. You're hard taskmasters, I have to say. Uh, we'll move on, folks, to the listener questions. Um, thank you to all of our lovely listeners. We got loads in, so we'll try to get through as many of them as possible. Now, we're going to go rapid fire. So, um, Mars, Kylie, we're going to keep the waffle to a very, very minimum here, okay? So, um, no, no, you've just waffled for 30 seconds for no reason. So, Mars, I think you should cut the waffle. Mars, 
your 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 first up with uh, John G. Grifters United. He was asking. He said he's always already played his wild card and he had a poor game week four. But um, what player do you see banging in game week five? Which um, after loads of people have moved them out. So of the people that we mentioned who have had a lot of sellers, who do you see really hitting game week five and uh, and making them regret it? So first of all. A wild card is not for one game. So keep your head up, John. It's fine. You set up your team for, for the long run. Uh, as for players who I think will bang that got sold, I mean, <laughs> not other than Mosala. I think it's going to be hilarious when he scores and people have sold him. Um, others uh, that I think will bang, uh, potentially Madison. I know he hasn't been sold loads. Um, I think, um, I don't have him, but if Zaha comes back and scores after people sold him because they thought he was injured... Uh, would also be uh, a little bit funny, uh, I have to say. Um, yeah, I think I think that's that's a, that's a few. Good stuff, thanks, Mersey. Um, Kylie, our, our friends at Who Got the Assist, Tom messaged. He was, uh, and all of you must listen actually to his uh, his Getting to Know You episode. We uh, we published that last week, um, and uh, we have another one coming up on this Saturday. So stay tuned for that one. But. Uh, Tom was asking, do you rate uh, Madison from what we've seen so far with a great run of fixtures for the Foxes on the horizon? Um, so, Kylie, I'll give that one to you. Yeah, I, I quite like Madison as an option, um, especially at his price point and given their fixtures. I think he only has a goal and an assist at the moment, but uh, he is one that could kind of tick away really nicely. As an alternative, I also still like Pereira. Obviously, he's a defender, but he's cheaper. He's had more penalty area touches. Obviously, not as many attempts as Madison, and I think Madison, as your attacking option, will get you more goals and assists. Um, but I could see a couple of clean sheets in the next few uh, fixtures for Leicester, and I think that Pereira could could prove to be an option. I mean, you look at his heat map and, you know, he is inside the box quite a lot. I think there was one match where he was lined up alongside um, Madison. So I think there's definitely justification for Leicester coverage over the next few, whether you decided to go with a Vardy option or probably the more popular Madison and or, or go for something different. It's hard to find space in in your defence with, with all the premiums at the moment. But... Definitely, definitely one to uh, consider. The uh, Vardy return, of course, will have a bit of an impact on him. He did score while Vardy was uh, while Vardy was playing. Um, so, uh, so maybe it'll be interesting to see what their link-ups like. Um, FBL Zlatan was asking um, for Mickey and Walcott replacements. Uh, Marzi, quickly, um, Mkhitaryan, I think we'll probably be keeping, um, not to sell for now, but uh, Walcott, who would you be looking for uh, to get rid of? Or who would you like to bring in for Wally? Well, we just mentioned Madison. Great option. Um, and then hold and get Richardson next week. Or Pedro even, as, uh, if, if you don't have Pedro. Yeah, so we just we just mentioned those. Obviously the other one is, is uh, Pereira from Watford. Yeah. Nice one. Um, Kylie, Mohammed, Dave, Dave 07 Smith was asking. Um, he's wondering, he gave us a picture of his team and he asked, who's a bigger priority to get rid of? Uh, Bernardo Silva or Lloris from his team? Now he's, uh, Lloris obviously red flagged and Bernardo Silva is orange flagged at the moment. So, he's um, backup keeper though. 
his backup keeper is, I'll tell you now, his backup keeper is Stecklenburg, so he doesn't have a backup keeper. Well, there's the answer then. Um, yeah, I would, you know, I don't like having to make changes to goalkeepers, but you, you're already at a disadvantage if you are starting with 10 men and you know you're starting with 10 men. Bernardo might be fine. Bernardo might play. Um, so I would, I would just address the core issue there and, and change Larice. Good stuff. Thanks, Milkali. Um, Paul Duty was asking, um, he's on a wild card at the moment and, uh, he's looking at a choice. So, um, Dilva and Mitrovic or Lacazette or Sherla. So, um, he'd love to have the balls to go Lacazette, but, um, he thinks Dilva is a sens- sensible pick. Yeah, Dilva is a sensible pick. So, D- Dilva and who? Mitrovic. Well, the thing is, they're playing each other, so, you know. I would go Lacazette and Sherla, actually, but that's just because it's different. It looks but, more exciting. Yeah. Kylie, um, asking crazy, so that's Sumant Nactar, was asking, he got Harry Kane in instead of uh, Sergio Aguero and his team. He did that primarily due to the fact that Spurs have really good fixtures, and he has Benjamin Mendy and David Silva as Man City coverage. What do you think of that for a plan? With rotation possibly on the horizon with Champions League and everything, I feel like it's it's almost kind of hard to to bring Aguero in now. Um, you sort of need to see what happens. Um, Silva is is a great player. I don't know whether he's going to replicate his scoring of last year. Mendy is brilliant, and Mendy is an attacking option as it is. I would be inclined to sit on on that combination now and see how it pans out. Given that you've already done it, you can change Kane to someone else if need be, but at least you know Kane will play. He will play through fixture-heavy periods. I mean, this is part of the problem, was that he was probably overplayed last year, so Pochettino doesn't rest him. Um, I would I would kind of see how how that plays out. Nice one. Thanks, Kylie. Prashant Tawari was asking, so that's FPL Prashant. Um, he's saying he's on a wild card at the moment and he's thinking of going Aubameyang to Hazard. He already has Pedro. Um, what do you think he should do with him? Is triple captain, that's Pedro, Hazard or Alonso, good or too much? Do you mean triple Chelsea? <laughs> what did I say there? Triple <laughs> captain. <laughs> Did I say triple captain? You did, yeah. Captain. Anyways, this is staying in the, the pod. Um, I do think triple Chelsea is too much. However, I would rather hazard up to Pedro. But saying that, I wouldn't sell Boomerang right now. I'd keep him. Uh, try and find a way of uh, doing Hazard some, some other way. Um, but as you've got Pedro, you just need to hope that Pedro matches what Hazard does and keep Boomerang. And he's different. Uh, Kylie, come to you on this one. El Tigre, so that Mazatu Manu was asking about the best replacement for Ryan Fraser. Uh, of course, Bournemouth man looks like he's out. So, um... okay, Fraser is a, a tricky one just because of his price point. There's there's not a lot that's hugely attractive around. I think he started at five five. Um, if you have the money to go up a little bit, I still. You know, Madison might be a, a bit too far um, or too much money, but maybe you could stretch to Pereira despite their United fixture. I think he could be a good option to slot in there. Or you could go cheaper and go for a Kante, uh, he of the 
delightful infectious smile because Chelsea do have good fixtures and he's a respectable option and you know if you if you don't have excessively high expectations of him i really think that it depends on on how Fraser is situated in your team so it's it's kind of hard to assess really depends on the formation that you're playing but i think you need to decide whether this is someone that you want to play every week or or most weeks in which case you need to be going for someone similarly priced or or slightly higher with some strong attacking output potential or otherwise just go really cheap for like a, a billings or um or go for like a Kante who you can kind of allow to come on if he needs to yeah that's sit in the bench otherwise um thanks Kylie um Sean Slimbrick 24 Mars was asking um he was saying Trent Alexander Arnold or Juan Biscuits to start this week so um he's saying obviously Biscuits is a better fixture but isn't the whole point of a defender of a top six team that they start all the time so um I get we kind of touched on this earlier on Sean but um Trent Alexander Arnold obviously is a little bit different than Robbo. Um so um where would you where would you stand on that one? I agree we always said don't bench your premium defenders. Um I guess the discussion is whether you not, rank him as yeah. a premium defender. Exactly and that's that's what I'm saying. I think I think I would start Biscuit considering it's TAA and Liverpool are playing Spurs away from home. I'll play Biscuit against Huddersfield. Yeah. I think you can bench TAA. Nice one. Thanks so much folks. Um and that's all we got time for on tonight's show. Um we've been of course the three amigos and Mars you can find at Mars05, Kylie who you can find at KylieFPL and myself who you can find at the Marple Curse. We hope you've enjoyed listening in. Check us out at 3amigosfpl.com where you'll find our latest blog posts including our um, star man picks for the coming game week and links to all of our social channels. Please like, share and rate the podcast on iTunes as it helps us to increase our listenership. Thanks as always to your for your support and good luck in game week 5. Booyah! Brave amigos are we, brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo.